Well, good morning again, Daniel Valdez. Again, pleasure and honor to talk to you on this gloomy Sunday morning because, of course, because it's October, because it's Texas, and, of course, because Waco. Uh, <laughs> we blame them for everything. Uh, thanks for joining me. doesn't matter where you're listening. I really appreciate the support. Uh, we got to talk about some UIL uh, T, and not TEA, not those people. But uh, So we got to talk about some UIL stuff. Uh, everything I'm going to discuss today is public information. They post their meetings on their YouTube page, so that's basically just public information. So uh, I want to talk about a rule proposal that is going into effect next year. I want to talk about something that is going to maybe, may or may not come into effect later this season that could affect the way the state contest looks. And finally, we will talk about something that could be discussed later on that could dramatically affect the 2021 season. I know it's weird to think about that because we're still trying to wash our hands as much as often as much as we possibly can, but it's still something worthy of talking about. So we're going to go ahead and do that. So let's, let's get to this. 1A state contest. You're like, why are we talking about 1A state contest? I'll tell you why we're talking about 1A state contest. Uh, a rule was passed, uh, or amendment, I don't know what they call them. Uh, a rule was passed for the 1A state contest, which will happen next year. Um, they're going to add a ranking process to the, uh, qualifying for the 1A state contest. Let me explain how it works currently. Currently, it was, uh, currently it's uh, one, if you get a Division One as a 1A program at region, you automatically qualify for the state contest. If you choose to compete, if you want to come down to the Alamo Dome, great. Uh, if you don't, you can stay home and support the football team. Some of them are on the football team. <laughs> That's how small these 1A schools are, and I love watching the 1A state contest. It is such a trip to see. You'll, you'll see a band that has 20 people in it, and then you'll look up the enrollment, and it's like there's 40 people. So literally half the the freaking school is in the band. It makes me so happy to see that stuff. Anyways, uh, 1A state contest, you qualify by getting a Division I rating, overall rating, at region. You get to go to, to state contest. Now they're going to add a ranking process to that. The reason they're going to do that is because there are more 1A programs than ever before that are choosing to compete at the state contest. So the way they're going to do it is a little bit different than Conference 2A and 6A. Conference 2A, 6A, on a normal year where the world isn't burning, uh, you have a um, you have a prelims contest and you have a finals contest. And the rules are more or less the same in terms of how many programs qualify from the state contest, for the state contest, depending on the conference. More or less the same thing. There's little minor ornamentations to that. We can discuss that later. Um, for 1A contest... What they're going to do is they're going to kind of do that sort of thing. They're going to do a ranking process at the region level. So the way it works is if you get a Division One rating at your region, and they're going to, like, draw the regions out, and you're talking about, like, five or six programs in a region that would get to determine who goes to state contest. It's, it's, it's trippy to see how it works, but... Um, Essentially, it would be a ranking process. So if you get a, it's, let's say you've got four programs at a region. This is for 1A contest. You get four programs at a region. Let's say all four of them make Division One rating straight through. They all get Division Ones from all three from all three judges. If that happens, 
the judges are going to be asked to rank those programs. Like, okay, everybody got a Division One. That's fantastic. Who was the best? Who was the second best? Who was the third best? Who was the fourth best? This is only for 1A state contest. Everybody else needs to put down their pitchforks because this is not... I can see people freaking out about this already. So that's essentially what uh, the 1A contest is going to become. It's going to be a ranking process at the region level. They're going to pare it down a little bit, but with the way the numbers were explained on the conference call or on the, the YouTube stream or whatever... Um, it's not going to affect the numbers that much. It's not like you're going to go from 16 programs that competed for 1A state contest to like five that come to, to 1A state contest. It's not going to be anything like that. There's enough to support this ranking system. And I'm glad they're moving forward with this. Several years ago, the 1A state contest didn't exist. It wasn't a thing. It was just like, oh, there's not enough interest for it. And then all of a sudden there was interest for it. So UIL created a pilot program for it. They essentially had it for two years, see how it went. How many people came down to the Alamo Dome? And you'd be surprised how many people come down to the Alamo Dome for the 1A state contest. And, and in a way, you're kind of not surprised because it's such a small town. It's such a big deal. You hear these stories all the time when the, when the drum majors get interviewed on the field for 1A state contest. Oh, you've, we had a police escort and the fire department came out and EMS. Small town, Texas. Is there anything better than that? I would love to live in a small town uh, when I'm done dealing with people in this world. Uh, and that's coming very soon, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> the, the whole town gathers. and like They bring the football team. And, of course, half of them are on the football team. But still, there's a lot of support for that stuff. A lot of local support for those small programs. Um, so this is going to be a nice little opportunity uh, next year. It'll be going into place next year for the 1A state contest or ranking process to determine the best of the best from the small schools in the 1A conference. Now let's talk about something a little juicier, something a little more flavorful. Let's talk about let's talk about something that could go into place within the next couple of weeks. There is a UIL rule proposal on the table right now, currently being discussed, of whether or not we should change the formula for the for qualification for the state contest. It would go under the COVID resolution, which is essentially series of rules, series of actions that are being taken in light of the pandemic, in light of COVID-19. It would essentially be a one-year only sort of thing. Uh, I'm going to amend that in just a few minutes when I talk about the third thing, and you're going to blow your mind, your mind's going to get blown off uh, when this happens, I promise. Uh, for this rule proposal, essentially what it would be, it would be a plus one for every area for Conference 2A, 4A, 6A for this season. Um, 2A state contest, as far as participation goes, more or less it's going to be exactly the same. This is coming from the UIL. 4A state contest, you're going to see about a 10 to 15% drop in terms of programs, in terms of what the state contest looks like. You can probably see about 10 to 15% fewer bands at the 4A state contest just because of uh, the lack of participation across the conference. 6A state contest, no numbers were mentioned, but the word significant came up a lot. I have been keeping a spreadsheet for every area about who of, of which programs have signed up for region and would consider going to area. Um, I can tell you that the number is down dramatically. 
as of right now, as of the list, and remember, every, every program has to submit through a specific website to go to region. That's what they have to do. They also have deadlines to hit. There's also extra money that they have to pony up if they uh, enter late. A lot of these deadlines have passed already. We talked about this a week or two ago about region deadlines, about how it's important that programs put this stuff in so we can kind of get a bigger we can get a bigger picture of what's going to be happening the rest of the season. With the numbers I'm keeping, with the numbers I have, with official paperwork that's been turned in, as of right now, as of this Sunday morning, whatever day this is, I don't know, I don't have a calendar. The calendars are pointless at this point, especially this year. There were about 40 or 41 programs that competed at the 2018 6A State Marching Contest. Those were 41 qualifiers for the state contest in 2018 for 6A. As of right now, the year 2020, it looks like that number is going to be cut by about half because of lack of participation. Um, It's a big deal. Um, I understand why UIL is considering this. Essentially, it would be a plus one for every area that would be um, having their contest. Remember, Area A canceled their contest months ago. Um, so here's what this means. And again, this is just a proposal. It's not anything official yet. They still they specifically said, we still need more data. We still need to see how many programs are actually going to do this thing. And yeah, some programs could all of a sudden sign up and pay the extra money to if their deadline is passed. They could sign up for a region contest. Uh, which would affect the number of area and state and stuff, and so on and so forth. But here's the deal: um, with this, with the lack of participation, UIL is considering a plus one system. So essentially, let's say you're in area, let's say you're in area C. Area C, as of right now, would qualify four programs to the state marching contest. As of right now, that could change. As of right now. Four programs from Area C would make state marching contest. If this UIL rule proposal passes, they would get to add another program. So instead of the top four placements at area contest, they would take the top five. If you're supposed to only advance three, guess what? You get to advance four. Um, What's being discussed is if you're going to do that across the board. The reason this proposal was brought up is because a lot of directors were concerned about lack of participation. Um, and they just kind of wanted to balance things out with those areas that maybe don't have as much, don't have a big problem with lack of participation. Area C and Area I come into mind. They have a lot of programs going. Usually they have about 25, 26 programs that typically perform at their areas for state contest or qualify for area at their state contest, their numbers are about, about down to about 21, 20. So it's largely unchanged. Yeah, there's a drop off there, but as it's not as bad as these other areas where there's like, you know, a lot of these areas are only going to take about two or three programs. So I'm not sure how that's going to work. <laughs> uh, one of the things that was discussed was, do you do this across the board? And do you give a plus one to other areas that are not necessarily affected by lack of participation? And if you only put this down for the areas that are affected by lack of participation, um, what's the cutoff? 
like, do you say, hey, if you've got 20 programs going to area contest, you don't get this plus one? If you've got fewer than 15 programs, do you get this plus one? There's a lot to be worked out here. But they specifically said that they're, um, they're going to wait for all the data to come in. They want to get all these region deadlines done. They want to see exactly who's going to be performing. If they need to reach out to anybody and just double check, hey, are we sure that these programs aren't going to compete? Are we sure that these programs aren't signed up for region? Then at that point, they'll make a decision of whether this happens or not. If you're asking my honest opinion right now, um, I think this does happen. I think they add a plus one, but it would be in the best interest to modify it. Like say, hey, if you've got fewer than 15 programs, and if, if I counted correctly, I think there's like three or four areas that have fewer than 15 programs that would even qualify for the area contest, I would say you would add a plus one. If you've got more than 15, hey, you're stuck with the numbers that you're doing now. Um, UIL was very adamant that they're trying to get as many, they're trying to get this as, trying to get as many participants at the state contest as possible. At the same time, another issue you run into is for every program that you add with this plus one, if it goes through, that's another program that has to travel to San Antonio. It's another program that you have to socially distance at the Alamo Dome. It's another pro. It's another set of band parents you have to socially distance in the stands. It's another pro. It, it, it's another set of volunteers you got to socially distance. It's it's you're adding more and more programs to a very um, risky and interesting situation that can be going down at the Alamo Dome in a couple months, in, in a month and a half. And remember, things can. We know that everything's going day by day now with this whole pandemic thing. So a lot of stuff is fluid. It's still fluid. It could still change. Um, but these are just things to consider. Um, again, it's a, it is a rule proposal. We're not sure what's going to happen with this. I'm thinking this goes through. I'm thinking you get a plus one system where you where each area is going to be able to add an extra band. And again, it's, it's just going to be right down the list. If you're supposed to take four, guess what? You get to take the top five now. And I'll make sure that when this stuff comes out and it's time to discuss area by area, we do the area nerd in, that's going to be a long episode and I don't care because I'm bored as hell now because I haven't been able to do anything this <laughs> for the last year. Um, we're going to go over all that information. We're going to break it down. We're going to look at everything. We're going to look at the numbers. We're going to, I'm going to explain everything I promised you. It's going to be the ultimate guide and nobody's going to do it better than me. So that's what we're looking at possibly for this year. Here's the big one for next year. The UIL, yes, the University Interscholastic League is considering, as a rule proposal, is considering having all conferences compete for state contest in 2021. Finally, 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 thank baby, sweet, golden fleece, fiber diaper Jesus, fiber diaper Jesus, golden fleece, fiber diaper Jesus. All conferences for 2021, that is a possibility. That is something that needs to be heavily, heavily discussed. A lot of uh, superintendents need to be surveyed, especially with the conference uh, 2A, 4A, 6As, the ones that are actually having state contests this year. That is on the table right now. That was a rule proposal. That is something that is being talked about. All state, all conferences for state marching band contest for next year, that is a possibility. That is going to be a hotly debated topic. 
it is something that I thought UIL would never do. They have been adamant in saying, hey, we need, we want a lot of, uh, the reason why the marching bands are, the, the marching band conferences only do, st- do state every other year is one cost, and that is something that came up a lot during the call, cost about tra- transportation and traveling, and it's not just for the 6A programs. Everybody thinks they make these pro- these rule proposals for the 6A programs. they got five other conferences to worry about who have may not have uh, the fundraising opportunities or the budget or the, the, the money-making opportunities that a 6A band would have. So cost comes up. Uh, travel comes up. Uh, another thing that usually comes up is, you know, Focusing on marching band versus focusing on concert band. Uh, you know, a lot of kids get burned out with marching band, and then concert band comes along, and it takes a long time to retrain a musician's brain from, hey, I got to project my sound outside in a giant football stadium, to, hey, you're in an, in, in an acoustically friendly environment where you don't need to play fortissimo times 10 to get your point across. And I know a lot of directors. It's it's challenging for a lot of directors, especially in the in the the winter, when they have to retrain these brains. Like, okay, we're not outside anymore. We're not playing at the Alamo Dome. We're not at Lucas Oil. Everything around you has been designed to make sure that you you just play like a normal person. So, six. Uh, it's possible that we could have all state. You know, all the state conferences, all the conferences played for a state marching contest. It was brought up that um, marching band is the only activity in the UIL system. Think about all the extracurricular activities in the UIL system. Marching band is the only activity that does their marching contests every other year. Everything else is every year no matter what. This could be a change. I'm not sure. Like I said, uh, the the UIL needs to uh, evaluate and and survey the 2A, 4A, and 6A program superintendents to see where they stand on this. Some of them are going to say, absolutely, we need to do this. Some of them are going to say, absolutely not. It's going to be one of those things. It's going to be the middle ground people that are kind of going to decide this. Those are be like, mm, I'm not sure. You know, we did opt out this year. I kind of want my students to. It, it just really depends. Um, there's a lot going on behind that. There's a lot of you know new thinking and old ways of thinking that are, that are going to come to a head. Uh, this is a discussion that's going to happen later on. It's not going. I don't think you're going to have any decision made on this this year. It's going to be something next year, but it is, I wanted everyone to know that this is being discussed. This is on the table. Um, the UIL, and this is something that was really interesting that was brought up. The UIL said that they are, they are fully aware that if they do this for 2021, all conferences go to state contest or have a state contest. They're fully aware that there would be a section of people, however big or small it may be, is to be determined. But a section of people would want this to be a permanent thing. And I got chills when I heard that. <laughs> I would love for there to be a state contest every year, like everybody else. If one act play can have a state contest every year, 
I'm, I'm pretty sure we can we could pull this off. Um, and there's already a tentative plan, a very tentative plan. If this goes through, a very tentative plan about scheduling, and that is really, 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 really interesting. Um, and we'll discuss that another time. But uh, if this goes through for 20, 2021, it may be the most interesting. If I said this year is going to be the most interesting because of bad reasons, next year is going to be interesting because of really good reasons. There's going to be a lot of competitions, a lot of contests, a lot of programs. They're going to be chomping at the bit that haven't been able to compete this year or chose not to compete that are going to want to try to make up for it all in one year, which is going to be 2021. So that remains to be seen. Uh, again, uh, the 1A state contest thing, that is basically a done deal. That's going to happen next year with the ranking procedure uh, at the region level for 1A state. Uh, the plus one system for the areas, that is still being discussed. I would imagine a, a, a ruling or a, or a decision is going to be made within the next couple of weeks once all these region deadlines finish and we really get a good idea of how many programs are going to actually try to compete this year. The uh, all-state championships going on next year, maybe. Um, that is something that needs to be surveyed after the season ends this year and everybody kind of calms down a little bit and then we revisit it and we said, okay, what are we going to do here? Do we want to try to do this just because of, because of COVID-19? And I want to just double-check this, discount double-check this, um, the... All the all conferences for state contests next year would be a it would be proposed as a one time thing, and it is currently on the table as a one time thing. Like we just do it there, and then in twenty twenty two we go back to normal. Um, but we'll see, we'll see how the climate is in the marching activity, especially here in the state of Texas. How that how that uh, how that would work. It's gonna be real interesting. It's gonna be an interesting next couple of weeks. A lot of rule proposals to go through, a lot of region contests to deal with. Um, if you're still out there performing and doing your thing, whether you're competing or not, please stay safe. Please be humble. Please be patient. Like I said, things can be very challenging. Uh, next year, next week, I want to talk about uh, eligibility. I, I want to talk about these. Um, I want to talk about these challenges uh, that aren't really talked about that the students are going through and it needs to be addressed. So I really want to talk about eligibility. I want to talk about uh, guidelines, protocols, and restrictions, and all that fun stuff. Uh, I want to try to talk about that next week. Until then, I'm going to go eat breakfast. I'm hungry. I hope you all are safe. I hope you all are well, uh, physically, mentally. Uh, you need anything, come find me. I'm on Instagram at DanPodValdrez. Follow the TexasBands.com Facebook page. We still have content there. And uh, I will I will talk to you very soon. Please stay safe. Please be careful and, um, and uh, you know, enjoy your time on the field if you've got it. Um, and for, don't take it for granted. Please don't take it for granted. I'm done here. I'll talk to you next week. Take care. Adios. Bye-bye.